Hello, this is Black Country Blokes Tune the Fat. Listen, listen, listen. I've been hearing a lot lately about men don't talk. But in my experience, men do talk, just people aren't listening. So it's going to be me and a group of blokes discussing our struggles and victories through life. Warning, there may be some bad language, so apologies to all the moms, especially on my own. Let's get going. Listen, listen, listen. I've been yeah. This is the Black Country Blokes chewing the fat with me, Kev Dillon and Lee Cadman. Now, just before we go into our show, I'd like to say a massive well done to everyone who competed in the Tokyo Olympics, especially GB. I mean, a wonderful. I think we ended up fourth in the overall table and we ended up second in the boxing table, coming back with two bronzes, two silvers and two golds. So a massive well done to Kaz, Big Fraser, Ben Whittaker, um, uh, Lauren. Lauren Price, um, the guy, um, blood my neck, what's it? Um, oh, blood my neck, Galal Yafoy, and Ben Whitaker, and, and all of the GB team that went over. We took 11 boxes and come back with six medals. So, overall, well done. And on about amateur boxing, hopefully, by now, everyone realized I run the Lions Boxing Club downstairs, and we've had a brilliant bit of news today. That Osman Mohammed will be going to the Youth European Games representing England. So massive respect. I mean, boxing's in my blood. I mean, I know a lot of the GB coaches and GB boxers listen to this every week. So well done to you all. You've all done us so very proud. Even those ones who didn't medal, you've done us so proud. Now, hopefully, Osman is going to carry on in your footsteps and one day maybe get on the GB squad and go to his own Olympics or Commonwealth goal. Because what's the point in having dreams unless we made them come true? But for the last two years, we've been saying we're advocates for men's mental health and mental health as a whole. And it only occurred to me and Lee the other day that we were actually advocates for disability as well. Because as most people know by now, I lost my eyesight when I was three years old. And now I'm the head coach and hometown hero and all these wonderful things I've done in despite of a disability. And Lee Cadman, as you know, my brother in crime, is a father to a severely disabled daughter with DeRay syndrome. So we're going to go into a bit of our story today. We did this as one of our very first episodes, and it was called... Um, two, two, two Sides of the Same Coin. And it maybe didn't get a right coverage because we were new to the game then. We weren't putting the right names. But what it was, when I was going through the fight of having bad eyes, I never really thought about how it affected my mom, my dad, my brother. And it wasn't until I became a parent myself and I realised how hard it must have been for them. And then when Lee first told me about Kala, and then we were talking and then we we're talking about depression, anxiety and all these things. And I thought, I never really thought how my parents felt until I became a dad myself. So, Lee, over to you. Do you want to tell them about... How it made you feel at first, and well, uh, first of all, I'd like to go just a bit more about why why we think we we can now kind of get the message out there for disabled people as well, because we've had on now, I can't even remember how many guests who have had a disability, but it's been quite a fair few, hasn't it? Who, who we've actually had on the show, um, we had on Blind Dave not that long back on the radio. It was absolutely fascinating to Brilliant. to listen to Blind Dave and his story, and he actually has um. A documentary out. Uh, seven Se- days. Is it seven days? Seven days. Yeah, which is absolutely fantastic. And you can find that on My5. 
and it's free on there and it's absolutely well worth well worth um a watch but yeah we've had we've had a lot of that on and we've spoke about um i suppose the link in our mental health and um and the disability that i face from my daughter and and obviously kev's disability goes hand in hand and we talk about it often on on the podcast no doubt anyone who listens knows that and we just really want to raise more awareness of it and and hopefully fight against that as well and get justice for people within there and also the carers well, Alexander Walker come on and he's doing something called caring for the carers. And I'm in the process now of trying to find out to work with. And we're going to do a people with special needs classes. I've, I've done this many times over the years. I work with Stairbridge College. I used to work with ACE. I work in special needs schools. But I'd love to have a hub where people of different ages can come and train and keep fit. And when we had um, um, uh, from Boxing Positive, uh, Charlie Dalve, and he works with Parkinson's. And what we try to do is get rid of this this myth that these people are going to be coming in sparring and being beaten up. But as he rightly said, people with Parkinson's or have had strokes or injuries, it is brilliant for their coordination, for their self-belief, losing their temper and, you know, working with anger management as well as disability, as well as keeping fit. So boxing has got such an impact that we could be used for. And you better, when we had Andy on the other week, who had all lost his eyesight, and I was saying to him, this place is great because it's care-friendly. Things aren't left on the floor. There are lines where the steps are. There, We've had to think about how safely I can get around the club. And this has helped with other people, other people with special needs and disabilities coming in. So it is a safe environment for them. And all these stories need to be told. And what I really want from this, and when I met Blind Dave the other day, he was mad of my own merit. And when you're diagnosed with a disability, you believe your life is over. And so do the people around you. But I'm living proof that it hasn't got to be that way. You can still go and achieve things. Maybe you won't necessarily go to an Olympic game, but you could be the coach who has got the boxing to the Olympic Games or to the Paralympics. We pre-recorded a show the other day with, what was his name again, Lee? Jamie Owen Roberts. And he's a two-time Paralympian. And that's a good episode that will be coming out soon. We have to pre-record it. But this is what we're trying to get people to come on. And say, like, um, we had someone, um, Josh, uh, Josh Alexander, and he'd got fibromyalgia. And earlier in the year or late last year, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia myself. But because we've done a podcast on it, I had a point of reference where sometimes our doctors, they're so rushed, they haven't got the information. But to talk to someone who was going through the same fight that I was just getting into was brilliant because he could tell me the tricks of the trade and. If you're feeling a bit overwhelmed, maybe go to counselling or sometimes just listen to your body. And this is why I've loved doing this podcast with you, because we have talked to specialists, we have talked to professionals, but we have talked to the people who are in the trenches. And when they say, yes, you can, or this is going to be difficult, it's not a save by the bell after school special. These are real people who are talking about the fight that you or someone you love are going through. And what we're also going to do is doing something like caring for the carers or something along those lines where people, like someone like Lee, uh, where he gets a bit of respite or his mom's got her or Nicky's got her, then they can come up here, they can have a chat, they can hit the bags, they can, and then they could talk to someone else 
about how do you get through it as well as getting them endorphins going through training. Yeah. I mean, going back, we had Alex Brooker on who, who, from the last leg and he said something during that episode. Oh, it might have been on his documentary, actually. I can't remember now. But either one, he said something about there that um, he's a big Arsenal supporter. He's Arsenal, isn't he? Not one of the other teams, Kev. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I might got that wrong. He's a big football fan supporter and he goes to the stadium week in, week out, and he didn't realise or um, that they had, I suppose, a, a disability a disability room, a disability, you know, anywhere. And the club really helped the people who were disabled to be able to come into the stadium and watch a game of football. And he, and he, and he said that, um, I'm not sure if he said, didn't realize, or he didn't look for it. It was there all along. He didn't look for it. And I kind of felt like that myself. There's plenty. I could go online now, um, and search and, and find plenty of places that would kind of help and, and do that and, and do this. And, and, you know, even with carers, but, You've got to be. You've got to do it in a place where you feel comfortable, um, and the boxing club definitely is that for me. So I think you, you know, you've got to be looking for these things, but they've also got to be available for you to do. Well, we had John Homer from the Black and Living Museum, and I know he works a lot with the Albion Foundation, and they do a lot for people to go and watch the football with them. So these are all the different things, and this one we want people to come on and say, "Did you know we've got this here? Did you hmm. know?" If you've got a disabled child, you were entitled to this. We had um, Pat Lewis on, who's come on a couple of times, and he was talking about living with a, a son with autism. And it's been brilliant having these people on. Because once again, as uh, carers out there will realise, a lot of the focus goes on the person you're caring for. But we've also got to look after those people who are caring for that person. Because a lot of times, you, you're no longer Lee Cadman. You are a carer, and everything goes around. And obviously you do that for, that's your 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 life, your love. But Lee is also, and so is Nikki, is a person. So we need to find things to engage you with because happier you are and better you are as a person, better you are as a carer and as a father. Well, yeah, that's that's right. And um, having respite away from it every now and again, doesn't it? But in truth, though, but I find it actually looking after my daughter. I don't find it hard work at all. I really don't. I enjoy every second of it. And I know, I know, um, there's different disabilities out there, and different. You know, some people will struggle more than others. But I, I really, I just enjoy it. I enjoy every second of it. Oh well, that'd be a lie. I enjoy most of it. You know, when you when you've been up all night with 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 my daughter, it's it's hard the next day to to keep going, to keep lifting her, to keep doing that. You know, it gets tiring in that sense. But actually, I don't find it hard work. You, every parent finds it hard work, don't we? You know, some days, as much as you love your baby, you're pulling your hair out, especially when they're a bit poorly and they're up all night or too faking. Or this is where we have it easier in a sense because Kala, you know what she wants. There's no, there's no talking back to you a lot. My other two kids, there's no misbehaving. There's no playing up. You know what you want. You want it, it, you'll either be tired, hungry, or need a nappy change. And the rest of the time, you're just playing and happy. And you know, there's, and that that kind of makes it easier in a sense. There's no choices in her life. For dinner, she has what we do her, and there's no arguments from her. You know, things along that line, and that kind of makes it easier. I remember when we had Anna Rockalot, and I learned so much. She's a speaking language therapist, and I, you know, I'd be ignorant or I'd be misinformed. I just assumed it was 
verbal language, you know what I mean, how we communicate. And she said it shouldn't be speech and language, it should be communication skills. Because when you were talking about blinking and language cards and all these things of signing and mac macro macaton. Macaton. These were things I'd never really thought about. I thought sign language uh, and I thought about these other things. But once you open up the box, you feel that there's so many different ways of communicating. And once again, this is we've spoke lots about this over our podcast. And a lot of the decisions were made for disabled people or for people who take care of disabled people are made up by people who have no idea about it. It's like, how can I make his life better? Well, I'll give him a, a bedazzled blind cane or, I'll, you know, I'll meet the door. You're thinking, why haven't you asked the person or the person who cares for the person, how can we make your life better? And I remember when Andy came on the other day and was saying something as simple as, it is much easier to jump on a, <clears throat> excuse me, much easier to jump on a train. This is Stairbridge going to Birmingham, Jewellery Quarter, than on a bus, because unless you can see the number on the bus, you're unaware of it. Yeah. So these simple things could make such a large difference. I would feel comfortable to on a train, but not on a bus to get me there, because I'd be unable to see what bus was getting me on there. It'd be really interesting to get a bus company on and explain to us why they don't do announcements, really, like that. I don't even get why. I mean, it, it's not hard to do, is it? <laughs> well, I think Andy was saying, in some of the larger cities, they do. But just think there is a, a blind person, visually impaired person, a whatever person on every in every village, on, on street corners, everywhere. So why aren't we working for these? And this is what we've been talking about so often when we've talked to the MPs and we've talked about changing facilities within supermarkets, within the big um, the malls and everything. And it was you that said it only just come across that Russell's Hall Hospital was doing it. Yeah, they're, they're building one currently. Uh, and I'd say all the upgrades they've gone through, you'd have thought that had been in their mind a long time ago. Um, but no, it's. I think I read it in the paper too, maybe three weeks ago, that uh, they finally started work on building one. Hopefully it's completed now. And obviously we're going to be talking about mental health because one can trigger the other. And when you have been a um, physically helpful person or your partner, your child, whoever, you've been perfect in every way and then something jumps up, it attacks the 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 person who's receiving the help or the, the, the person who has suddenly become poorly, it affects them. But once again, all the parents, all the people around them, and how many people I've known to uh, lose their eyesight or to have a disability, and how isolated they feel because their friends, their peers, their partners don't know how to deal with it. And as I always say, the best friend of any form of mental health is loneliness. And sometimes... When you've got a disability, it is a very lonely place because me and Lee used to go to the pub. Now, Lee doesn't phone me up, but I used to just meet him there in the pub. But now I can't go there because how will I find the tourists? Is there a way into, to in, into the pub so I can have a drink? Is there a place where I can pay for a cigarette? Will I be able to go to the toilets once I'm at the pub? And that's only using one example. So if anyone has got any comments or things you'd just like to write in and say, Please, because this is what we love about this show, is the feedback we get from you. And if you have had someone in your family or in your circle 
who has either got a disability or if you know someone who is a carer, please write in because this is what we want for you to have your voice. So when we can start knocking the doors and asking these questions, we've got a list of questions of people saying this isn't just a one-off occasion like we've done the mental health. When we have been honoured and talked to politicians, we've said this isn't just one story we're telling you. This is an ongoing battle for so many. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm looking forward to getting going and, and highlighting disability and, and the carers and, and the things they go through. But I've spoken about this before, and um, I think that a, a lot of the problems within within the industry is every time it comes up in the papers or comes up on social media or comes up, you know, on any kind of platform, it's always painted in a negative light. But the the main thing I learned through my daughter, there's 90% of the time it's absolutely fantastic and I wouldn't change it for the world. But there is a 10% where we are in hospital. I think we need to start looking more at the positives of disability. And I'll try and do this myself in interviews. So when we get interviewed by radio and, and things like that, the, the first thing that really asked me is uh, how hard is it? And uh, I want to try and change that question to how great is it? You know, uh, I just think we need to paint it in a better light. Yeah, and that's the same with me. It's like, um, how difficult, how difficult. I mean, ask any man how difficult his life's been. Mine has been a bit more difficult with um, the hand that I was dealt, but I think I've played it rather well. You know what I mean? I know so many physically abled, well people that haven't achieved a, a, a tenth of what I have. And sometimes we've got to go on what we have achieved and how happy we are. You know, I mean, life isn't all about roses, champagne and gold medals, but it can be. I feel like I have done a good job. I feel like Osama's life was better because I was there or um, Steve Hansel's life was better because we started this podcast and now it comes to the groups. So it is what we've done. Not I am not a blind man. I'm a man who happens to be blind. I'm not a straight man. I'm a man who happens to be married. I'm a... There are so many different forms and so many different aspects to ourselves, but sometimes we just fixate on one thing. And like like with um, Blind Dave, how funny was he, Lean Inspirational? It was absolutely. He was out of this world inspirational, wasn't he? The, the things he's achieved, he's just, it's like the... The Marathon de Sable, I know a friend who, who did that. He was in the SAS and he told me how hard it was. He, he, and he'd never, he, he'd done, you can imagine, been in the SAS, he's done some absolutely crazy, crazy training, crazy things, and and, and he barely made that. So to go there, um, have a disability, being mm -hmm. blind and doing it, he's just fantastic. It's absolutely out of this world. And, and it shows, it shows the youth, not only the youth that are disabled, but the youth in general, what you can achieve if you just put your mind to it. Mm. Um, and they'll be naysayers along the way, won't they? I mean, you've, mm. you've probably met them. We've had, I think my, my wife put a post up about my daughter yesterday um, who started taking steps and we were told that she'd never, she'd never walk a step. If she made, if she made it to four and not, and, and wasn't able to walk, that'd be it. And she, she's six now coming seven and um, she started walking. Or started taking steps, walking probably a bit too far. So yeah, no, there'll always be people out there who would tell you you can't do this, you can't do that. You've got to ignore them and keep going. If that is your goal, keep going and going and achieving it. And I think that's what it is. People are so eager to say, "Well, 
You won't be able to do that. Oh, no, in a million years. It is your job to prove those people wrong. It's your job to feel like, you know what? I might not get it this year or next year or in 10 years, but I'm going to keep chipping away and chipping away because once you've done it, all them people who said you couldn't go, oh, I always knew, Lee. I'll tell you something. I always had faith in you. But you will know in yourself who was there to light your flame instead of trying to put it out. And that's what a lot of the world is now. You can't, you can't, you can't. Impossible is only impossible until someone proves it wrong. You can be that first person. And this is why we're on our, our journey. It's the same journey to shed light on mental health. It's the same journey as we are to give disability the, the, the nod that it needs and to tell people that you can achieve. We're on the same thing, but it only occurred to us, I think, last week, and we went, in every show we've everybody ever had, we've talked about disability in some way. Yeah. So, so let's just go that step further now. Yeah, that's it. And hopefully it raises awareness for people out there and we'll get more fantastic guests on who who have disabilities and 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 are still here, still achieving, still doing what they what they want to do. And even if that achievement, as Lee said, they said I would never wake up. And here I am. Or they said, I would never be able to wiggle my toes, but now I can. Mm. Or they said, whatever it is, we want to hear your story. And me and Lee are now uh, the Black Country Blokes, as you may know, we're now a CIC. And we're going to be going around doing talks for mental health. But we'd also, I mean, because it's so passionate to us, we'd like to be going to talk to the blind. We'd like to be going to talk to the parents of the blind. We'd also like to go to talking to the Drace Society or children in wheelchairs, or whatever it is, we want to be there saying, you can. If you want it enough, you will. And this is why I think, who better to talk about it than someone who has had a disability and someone who is the father-stroke carer of the most, you know, your children, the most precious thing in the world, and he sees how hard it is, how brilliant it is, but how hard it is, how difficult it is, to fill in forms, how hard it can be to get equipment. So we want to be here pointing people in the way of going, this person can help you out with your benefits. This person here can help you out with your wheelchairs. If you want to learn boxing and sport, the Lions is here. So we're going to be trying to fill those gaps in that unless you know where the information is, you won't find it. Let us be your voice, your tool to get you that knowledge. Yeah, that's right. And we have we have plans to bring um, a booklet out, don't we, um, uh, for for our local area with places where you can you can find help with your mental health. Uh, and it will have things along like the lines in there or maybe a book club that's that's mm. there. Um, and we'll also add the disability side into that. So, OK, how can I what if I have a disab disability or I have a disabled child or I'm caring for someone dis with disability, where do I go to seek help with? benefits with finding equipment um respite. with respite with everything that, like i found out today um we had a physio visit today and i found out today there's um a swimming pool in samwell a hydrotherapy pool which color can use that i didn't know about and i think all these things need to for our local area need to go into this this booklet and we can distribute it to around then and and hopefully people find that useful and and you know it'll, it'll help people 
And please, as always, if you know something we don't, somewhere where these things are being offered, please send them in to us. And then we'll put them on the descriptions at the bottom because it's easy to know something if you know it. Well, actually, Kev, I think I'm going to change that description at the bottom to um, a separate part on our website because anyone who's using Facebook and has to now read our um, our intro to these videos, they have to scroll scroll a very long time before they actually get to the video. So we'll, I think we'll change that. Um, we'll put everything onto our website and put a link in the description to our website. And how can I find our website link? I'll put it up on the screen as we speak, Kev. But for those of us who listen on podcasts, podcast, you can find it. You know that, Kev. You can find that everywhere now. No, no, but how would you find it if you're listening to our podcast? Oh, right. Sorry. So, so that is www.theblackcountryblokes.co.uk. We've got some great guests coming up. Uh, I mean, this week on our Black Country Radio Extra, we've got Tim Warrington, who's going to be talking about business and then the downfalls of business. Sometimes, when you've got a risk losing your mortgage and you can't go on your family holidays because everyone wants their own business, but sometimes you don't realize how hard it is to run your own business. And that too plays on your mental health. And so often, how your mental health can affect your physical health is unbelievable. You'll have physical pains, and I say fibromyalgia is a form of it because there isn't a test to see if you've got it. And sometimes you're you, you work yourself too much and then your body just falls apart. So the mental becoming the physical health. And, uh, you know, back in the day it was called ME, you know, and it's it really knocks me for six. And I want to be able to talk about that. I want to be talking about all these different things as they jump up in our life. I want us to be able to talk about it. Surviving cancer, surviving leukemia, surviving disability, living with disability, end of life disability. And getting us here to talk about it because everything that goes on from body to soul to mind is one. So let's get together and talk about it. And these things need to be talked about. I mean, there's a, every year we we have to do reports, obviously for Cato involving doctors and nurses, and there is always in the report end of life care. And who wants to think about that for mm. their for their daughter, you know? But it's something that needs to be filled in because if it were to come to that. I don't think you'd want to be thinking about that at that point, you know. Um, but it's every single time. And that's the kind of thing you need to be talking about and make parents aware of that that question is going to be asked. I bet the first time you were asked that, it was just like you'd turn the page, you don't want to look at it kind of thing. It is, and it's very much like, well, do they, do they, do they think that she's not going to live very long here? You know what I mean? That goes through your head. You know, why, why are you asking that? Why, you know, is that is that for other children? Is that for us? Or, it, you know, it does. It makes you just, just question it all. And that, there's nothing worse than that when some questions start going. Mm. And people who, who have children with disability or care for disability, when you get to doctors and they tell you there's something else or something new or something's up, the first thing you do is start googling stuff, and it and it leads to another minefield. Then, but yeah, it's that side of things that's frightening. And still now, I still read that and think I, I don't feel like I should be filling it in. I understand I've got to fill it in, but I don't feel like I should be. But I suppose on the flip side of the coin, it's it's best to do it now. Well, I'm in a, a fairly clear state Fair of mind. mind. Yeah. Then can you imagine it? You have that bombshell, and then you got to fill out that. Oh. Not well, want to I mean, it, it's or... you wouldn't even fill it out then, Kev, because right. it's talking about if it's coming to that end, what would you do? Like, things mm. as horrible as would you resuscitate? Yeah, 
they you know and and in that kind of moment mm. there's no even there's not the time to be yeah. asking that kind of question and, and yeah. thinking about things like that so uh yeah it, it does need to be done before but it it certainly don't make it any easier doing it before of course not but it's the shock of it as well. Yeah. I mean, I think I think um, again. Hopefully, by me talking about it now, and someone's listening, um, and maybe you know they have a disabled children that haven't got to that point yet. Mm. At least they know to expect it, because mm. uh, when that's first put in front of you, it's a bit of a sh- bit of a shock straight away. But it's, it, you you love your children more than you love yourself. Then in the first time, the seventh time, the tenth time, I imagine it's never an easy document to read. No. No, it never is. However, you can see why it is put there. Mm-hmm. So once again, if there's anyone who's been out there who's had this, and unfortunately, they had to go on the plan, and they they saw the other side of the document, we would like you to come on and talk about it, because unfortunately, in our circles, we've known people who have had stillbirth, we've known people who have lost children far too young. Any Any child is too young. But this is what we want to get out there and have these conversations. And they are going to be upsetting conversations. But hopefully, if you hear of someone who's been through it, you know you're not alone. Even though at that time, blooming neck, it must be the most lonely place in the world. But if we can all chip together in a community, the BCB community, that is helping each other, pointing out places where we can go to, that's got to be a good community, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And so that's the idea of the booklet. And um, yeah, we're working on that currently. And hopefully within a few months, we'll have that. Out. We do require funding for that as well. So if anyone would uh, or can point us in the direction of funding for something like that, that'd be absolutely fantastic. Even sponsorship or grants, yep. something like that, because we're trying our best to do this. We ain't going to be taking a wage off it. It's going to be the sponsorship to get all this sorted. And we've got so many good ideas, but Good ideas are only ideas unless you've got the money to back it. Oh, but look, if there's companies out there that would like to sponsor as well, they wouldn't. You know, it's a it's a give and take situation. We we know have got a big following through social media, through people watching the podcast, through the radio, and we are more than more than happy to promote your business through those as well. Of course, it is two way street. Well, old pal, uh, we. Always do our support group every Wednesday with our brothers at Tough Enough to Care. And that is at the Lions ABC in Brawley Hill. And that is from the times of 7pm till 9pm, where you can just turn up. Uh, now we haven't got to email. Uh, we would like to get some form of either a telephone number or an email, just in case we've got to get in touch with the next of kin. And that's every Wednesday from the Lions ABC. And you can join us on our new home on Black Country Extra this Thursday. Oh, there's a... Sorry, it took a while oh. to change the setup, haven't they, Kev? I can't, can't find the stuff now. There we go. And then on Thursday, we're on our home at 7pm till 9pm on Black Country Extra. If you haven't downloaded the app, please do. It's Black Country app. Then you click over to Black Country Extra and you can listen to us. Do you want me to show the video? Oh, I can share the video, I So share the video.
And that's a lovely little video that Lee Cameron put up <laughs> back to himself. <laughs> You've got rather good at all, isn't it? I'm getting there. I'm getting. We just had a comment actually, Kev, off uh, Karen, Karen Hinesley, who, who is more than happy to design it, the book for us, which is great. Thank you, Karen. That's and I'll see you tomorrow, so we'll get planning. Brilliant. That's wonderful. Thank you, because this is what we want to do. Get this out there so we can be handing it out and doing stuff. Because what's the good of having information unless we're going to keep it to ourselves? Uh, and as I say, tomorrow we've got Tim on, who's going to be talking about the highs, the lows, the mental struggles of mental health. So In business. In business. <laughs> <laughs> um, so have you got any questions? <laughs> no, no, you have though, Kev. Um, okay. oh, mind you put yourself on the spot. He was joking I'd save you then, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Impossible. We've had that one. How to break it down. <laughs> If you put an exclamation, exclamation mark, is it exclamation mark? The little finger. The I don't know. Do you want me to find the old one you did it on and <laughs> <laughs> I'll edit it in? <laughs> tough times don't last. Tough times don't last, but tough people do. So thank you for listening to us as always. Uh, so until we see each other next time, take care of yourselves and each other. Tomorrow a bit. Listen, listen, listen. And that's a wrap for another show. But if there are any comments or messages that you'd like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page and hopefully they can help you or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, ta-ra-ra-bit. Listen, listen, listen.